Hey, it's Ted. So the Art Therapy Podcast now has a Facebook page where I'll be posting about the show and some extra bonus content with frequent posts and some motivational sound bites and even a book recommendation or two or five. So if you're sick of hearing my voice and you want to read it instead, go check it out. And if you're coming from uh, there to here, welcome. Hope you enjoy the show. This is Art Therapy. Just a few humble discussions on art and the creative process. Its challenges, its rewards, and how it emerges in everybody. Whether you're whizzing around at 2 in the morning with ideas or racking your brains on a boring afternoon for just one stroke of inspiration. Here, we talk about it all. Hey, it's the Art Therapy Podcast with Ted Katina. So I just have one question for you. Are you having fun? I'm assuming you have this open right now and you're either working on something or driving yourself somewhere. Are you enjoying yourself? If not now, at any point today? It's kind of a silly question. We don't like to think about it that much because if we constantly ask, are you having fun? It ruins the fun itself because you're self-aware of it and you have to live up to the fun standard. But sometimes it's an important question to ask. Fun always seems like a trivial thing. Playing is trivial. It's something that kids do or adults do in a hobby in their spare time after a hard day's work. I mean, in the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, it says that playing is for enjoyment and recreation rather than a serious or practical purpose. As adults in the workforce, there's a big, thick, bright line between work and play. They never intersect, nor should they ever cross paths. Is that how we should approach things, as an artist, as a human being? Well, that's what I'll be talking about today. There is a great deal of play involved in art and creating, right? We, we get enjoyment out of it, and it's often considered a pastime to a day job. But a great deal of artists want to make money off their passion and try to have a sustainable living off of the things that they create. That's the dream, anyway. So in that case, at what point is it playing and what point is it working? Like, wh where is that line? I want to try to break that down today, even for people who don't consider themselves professional artists. Because art and playing can be applied to a lot more than we think. Take a moment to imagine an incredibly productive person. The hardest working, no-nonsense, nose-to-the-grindstone individual you can think of. Do they seem to be having fun with what they're doing? They might, but you probably imagine someone who puts aside the fun or even <laughs> just doesn't understand the concept in order to crank out the work. We're taught that fun is something to do later. After work, on the weekends, over winter breaks, in 30 years when you retire, it's always later. Now is the time to work, and work is not supposed to be fun. Now, does that sound productive? Well, yeah, yeah, it does, but it's not the best that it can be. John Acuff in his book, Finish, Stop Making Perfect, The Enemy of Done, said that fun is an important part of the working process. It's actually required to be more productive. The people who block out the enjoyment to get things done exist and bless those people, but they're not all of us, and they're definitely not artists. So how much more productive do you think you would be if you were enjoying the process? If you were having fun during your work? Well, Acoff says that you have to have fun. Think about it. If you work 40 hours a week from your adult life to your 60s, and most people do, that would add up to roughly 90 thousand hours of work. That's a third of your life. That's how much you sleep in your lifetime. 
it better be something that's worthwhile, something that you want to do. If you're not having fun, but putting it aside to the weekends and breaks, there's something that might need to change. The uh, philosopher Alan Watts can word it a lot better than I can. Uh, here. If you say that getting the money is the most important thing, you will spend your life completely wasting your time. You'll be doing things you don't like doing in order to go on living, that is to go on doing things you don't like doing, which is stupid. Better to have a short life that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way. And after all, if you do really like what you're doing, it doesn't matter what it is, you can eventually turn it, uh, you could eventually become a master of it. That's Alan Watts' lecture on uh, what do you want. And he brings up a good point, you know, it's, if you're doing what you love, not only are you going to be happier, but you're also going to be better at what you do as a profession. Akoff brought up a statistic that said that people who have fun achieving their goals and are enjoying them are 46% more successful and more likely to achieve them. So it's not just a morale booster, it's mathematically proven to improve your life and performance as an artist. Art at the beginning is definitely not a money maker. So many people will have to have a day job that is not meant to be fun. And of course, there are times in your life where work is more important and, and you're not supposed to have fun washing dishes or paying taxes. But we're talking about your artistic career, the main goals that you want to have and that you're willing to push through some of the ugly, monotonous work to achieve. If you can reach those goals of becoming a successful artist that can survive off of your craft, then as the saying goes, you'll never have to work a day in your life. It's scary for most people wondering whether or not your art will be professionally recognized and if you can make a living off of doing what you love. Since art is mostly play, many consider it to be a kind of a selfish pursuit. People can snicker sometimes when you say you spent four years at an art school if you have a degree in liberal arts or painting or theater. Because, I mean, let's face it, cubism isn't going to change a tire, fourth wall breaking doesn't pay for rent, and for the last time you can't buy food with exposure and connections. There are little quantitative skills from art, apart from the discipline itself. It won't get you any points in the zombie apocalypse or nearly any survival situation. I mean, imagine like hominid hunter-gatherers tens of thousands of years ago. Like Some of them hunt and some of them gather, some of them tan hides or fashion weapons, and what, what do you do? Do you sit in the cave and you paint something with berries? Of course they're going to laugh at you. Yet, thousands of years later, in the year 2018, we still see those cave paintings today, and the Holocaust cave paintings in Montiac, France, from 17,000 years ago. They're still around and widely regarded as the first ever expression of art when we first developed the phenomenon of abstract thought. So it might not seem important to the average Joes of the world, it, it might seem trivial and useless, but long after we're gone, art will still be here. I wouldn't advise having an ego large enough to believe that your work will be remembered for years to come, but I'll advise you to take this whole art thing seriously, because if, if you really are passionate about it, you can work to create some amazing projects into the world, be it a book or a painting or a film or a play or a performance or uh, a poem or a sculpture, a game, you name it. People will remember it. If not on like a global famous level, it will stick in their heads and their hearts and they'll think about it days or even years later. It's much more than making a pretty picture to amuse yourself. I might be harping on this a lot, but I gotta emphasize to you guys that this whole art thing 
is important and requires both playing and working. I think in order to bridge this gap between playing and working, we have to realign what we think of as playing. Melanie Rothschild in her book, uh, The Art of Mistakes, she said that, and I quote, rather than a particular activity, play like creativity refers to a state of mind. We can choose to be playful or not in almost anything that we do. Rothschild has a compelling argument about how we should embrace mistakes as part of the creative process, and I'll definitely devote uh, more time to it in a later episode. <laughs> Stay tuned. But let's break that down. Play, like creativity, refers to a state of mind. Thank goodness. That means that the activity doesn't matter. Anything can be playing if we approach it the right way and with the right attitude. Let's take Adam Savage, for example. He's a former star of Mythbusters, special effects artist, geeky prop maker, and one of my personal heroes. After Mythbusters reached its end with the original cast, uh, Savage became a huge part of a YouTube channel called Tested, where he makes props, Muppets, Nerf gun clips, miniatures, and all sorts of awesome contraptions. And he even goes to Comic-Cons to cosplay people like Hellboy or No-Face from Spirited Away. And he looks like he's having the time of his life, like he, he's having so much fun. At least he looks that way. But you see, that's his personality. He chose to approach his career with as much a positive attitude as possible and made it a game. There were times on Mythbusters where he had what-the-hell-are-we-doing moments, to quote them, and he wondered what the heck they were paying them to do these awesome builds and tests. Because of that attitude, the fun hasn't ended when Mythbusters was over. He just went on to the next thing, ready to have a bigger blast. Seriously, if you haven't seen Adam Savage shoot a bunch of people in T-Rex costumes with a Nerf gun that he specifically engineered to hold a thousand Nerf darts, I highly recommend you check it out. It'll make your day. Anyways, a, a playful state of mind like this is difficult. Uh, Rothschild implies that we as adults find it hard to believe that playing is worth the time and dedication. She says it, quote, requires strength in preserving the deep understanding of the value of play in a world surrounded by disparaging onlookers, uh, unquote. I mean, it, it's pretty inspiring to hear the words deep value of play. It does convey the notion that playing is a profoundly important element in life, in more than just children. Making the time to play, whether in like creating or puzzling or writing or honing your craft, it's crucially important to becoming a greater artist and opening these possibilities to creative opportunities and projects that might not have presented themselves if we considered it work and didn't approach it with the right attitude. We don't create art exclusively to make money. We, we do it because we want to, or even we have to. There's something inside us that we can't help it. So think about work-related activities that you're having fun with in your life, what do you think is enjoyable, and which ones feel like a slog and a, and a nuisance? And how do you think a playful approach might inject a bit of energy into the work? So that's the end of this podcast. So go out and try to have fun today in whatever you're doing. Adios. Mm.